Nothing But The Words, episode number 20, How to Publish Your Book. Welcome to Nothing But The Words, the podcast that gives you everything you need to know to write a phenomenal book. Now here's your host, your author coach, Candace L. Davis. Hey there, and welcome to Nothing But The Words. I'm your author coach, Candace L. Davis. Last week, I was talking to a coaching client. He's a really dynamic speaker. He's a master in his craft, and he's a business owner, a successful business owner. And he's been writing his book and doing a fantastic job over the last few months. But as we were wrapping up his coaching session, and he's nearly done with his book, he asked me, so what is the publishing process like? Now, we have definitely talked about the process of publishing his book back when we first started working together, but that's been a few months now, and he's been really focused on the writing part of this process. He knows what his next steps are. He knows he's going to go to editing after he finishes writing his manuscript, but he really hadn't thought much about the publishing process since we talked about it. He'd been really consumed by and focused on writing a great book. So it was a great reminder to me that most authors are doing this for the first time. They don't go through the publishing process every day. Most people actually don't know what that looks like. So I want to talk in this episode about how to actually publish your book. There are two different paths, maybe more than two, but two main paths to publishing. In traditional publishing, which is what we all think about from the last many decades, you submit your book to a publisher and try to land a book deal. And typically you do you do that by first submitting your book to agents. You find an agent who thinks your book will be sellable. That agent goes to publishers with whom he or she has relationships and tries to sell your book. If the agent is successful, you will usually get an advance on the money, some percentage of the money the publishing company expects you to earn from book sales. And that's the money you'll make from that book. Most authors don't make any more money, although there are royalties involved in the contract. Most authors don't make any more money beyond their actual advance payment. And of course, your agent will get a percentage of that advance for the work they do in selling the book. But the vast majority of my clients, and frankly, the vast majority of authors, choose to self-publish for a couple of reasons. First, it's not easy to sell your book to traditional publishers. They get hundreds, if not thousands, of submissions every year from authors, and those books range in quality from not very well written to very well written. And they can only choose a few to publish every year. It costs them money to publish, so they can only choose the ones that they think they will be able to sell and make a profit on. And so it's not necessarily an easy thing to do. You have to first even get an agent requires quite a bit of effort. Most of the time, unless you have some relationships with agents or with authors who are represented by agents and can make the appropriate introductions, for you, and you happen to have a book that that agent can get excited about representing, it can take months or even years to find an agent to rep your book. And sometimes authors never find one. So it's not easy to sell your book to traditional publishers. And the second reason many people, including the vast majority of my clients, choose to self-publish is because once you get a contract with the publisher, it can often take up to two or even three years for your book to hit the market. 
Now, for some people, that's not a big deal. They are not in any rush. They've spent 10 years writing a great novel. And when it comes out, it comes out. They're not dependent on it to feed their family. But most of my clients are speakers. They are business owners. They are coaches. They're people who want to get their books out as soon as possible. One, so that they can help more people quickly. And two, so that they can use those books to help them grow their speaking platform, to help them sell their other products and services, or to help them sell their other books. When I work with novelists, they typically write multiple books. So if they have to wait two years for each book to come out, it's not going to work very well for their marketing plan. So most of my clients and most authors these days choose to self-publish. Again, there are valid reasons to go the traditional publishing route if that's what works best for you. But for most people, that's not the best route. And that's a whole topic for a different episode. We'll cover what traditional publishing looks like when we do a different episode. Maybe when I talk to one of my clients who has gone that way or one of my friends who has gone that way. So for now, let's talk about self-publishing. The beauty of self-publishing is that there are no gatekeepers. There is no one standing between you and publishing your book. There's no one who can tell you that no, your book can't be published. As long as you're not stealing someone else's content or publishing something that would fall under, I don't even know what's illegal to publish. Uh, I guess anything that would incite crimes or violence would be in that category. But as long as you're within the bounds of the law, no one can tell you that you can't publish your book. This has greatly leveled the playing field, especially when it comes to representation. Since its inception, Traditional publishing has failed miserably to do enough to give a voice to anyone outside of the majority. It is not a very diverse industry. The books that they publish, even though they may look diverse, if you walk through a bookstore, you may see what you think is a mixture of different voices being heard. They're really not. If you do a study of what traditional publishers put out there, it is pretty monolithic. So, There are no gatekeepers in self-publishing. There's no one who can tell you that, no, you can't publish your book. With self-publishing, you can tell your story, whether that's a fictional story, a memoir, a story you're documenting. You can document whatever you believe is worth documenting. You can share your knowledge without getting permission from anyone. You can create a legacy for whomever you want to create it for. So how do you do it? How do you self-publish? Well, the way I coach my clients to do it, it really could be called independent publishing. If you think about an independent movie, it's made without a studio behind it, but there's typically not one person doing everything. You don't have someone that's the same person writing the script, shooting the movie, editing the movie, doing sound editing. I mean, they have a team of people. So with self-publishing, it's the same thing. It's an independent way to publish your book without a publishing company behind you, but you will need a team of professionals. This, for most of us, is not a do-it-yourself project. You'll want to work with professionals because once you've put all this time and energy and effort into writing your book, you don't want it to look like uh, a homemade project. In my house, we would say you don't want it to look mammy-made. So you don't want to design your own cover if you're not a graphic designer familiar with designing book covers. That's what we call a rookie mistake. (laughs) You don't want to do it because people do still judge a book by its cover. So there are definitely some professionals you want to work with. This is an independent way of publishing, but the industry calls it self-publishing. So that's a term we're sticking to. So here are the basics of self-publishing. Obviously, you start first with writing your book. If you're not sure where to start with that, I've done 
many episodes up until this one that walk you through that process. If you need more help, you hire an author coach, someone like me. We walk you through the process of actually writing your book and making it the best you can make it. The next step in the process is editing. You will pay a professional editor in the best of all worlds to copy edit your work. That means this person is going to go through line by line and look for any kinds of errors or ways that you can improve your book. They'll look at your punctuation, grammar, spelling, consistency, finding typos, correcting run-on sentences, correcting sentence fragments, all while maintaining your voice. So they're not trying to smooth it out and make it sound boring and bland. They want to maintain your professional copy editor will want to maintain your voice in the editing process, but they will make it your book shine. They will make your book shine and make it the best it can possibly be. So I highly recommend that if you're going to spend money anywhere in the process, invest in a professional editor. I'm not just saying that because I do book editing, by the way. I'm saying it because I've seen too many books that have wonderful content that come out and hit the market and People don't respect the content because they can't get past the errors. Most of us, even I as a book author and editor, can't see my own mistakes often. And so I will have someone else edit anything that I'm publishing. I highly recommend that you do the same thing. Now, I will say this. If you're on a very tight budget, you can get a friend who's a fantastic writer, someone who's very good with punctuation and grammar to edit your book. Of course you can. It's just not the optimum step that I would recommend taking. You also need to register your book. You don't need to, but I suggest that you get your book copyrighted. You do that at copyright.gov. Register your book with the Library of Congress. You do that on the Library of Congress website, which I don't remember off the top of my head, but you just type it into your Google search engine and it will come up. And in order to sell copies of your book or ebook under your own imprints under your own company, you will want to get an ISBN number for each of those. That's an international standard book number. So numbers actually included in ISBN. I should be saying ISBN, not ISBN number. (laughs) So you will need at least two of those if you are doing an ebook and a paperback book version of whatever book you're writing. You'll also want to buy a barcode. You find the barcode and the ISBN number in the same place, bowker.com org or balcor.com. I can't remember which one it is. It's balcor.com. So buy your barcode, your one barcode, get your ISBN numbers, and you have everything you need to get your book registered and off to sell. Now, you don't have to register with the Library of Congress. It's, It's optional, but I recommend that people do it. You're not required to register your copyright, but I recommend that you do it. It's a matter of protecting your content. After you have written your book, it has gone through editing, you've taken care of the necessary registration, you will work with a cover designer to design your book. Now, this can be an expensive process. You could pay as much as $10,000, but you could also pay as little as $25. You can go on sites like Fiverr and Upwork and find people who will typically use templates, and that's okay if it looks good, to create the cover design for your book. And there are also templates available that you can buy and customize for your book. So we've got writing, editing, copyright and registration, and cover design. 
you may be able to work in th- with the same designer for the interior design of your book. Some designers will do both, and that's always a wonderful thing if you can find someone who does both cover and interior design. The interior layout of your book will have to have specific dimensions based on what size your book is and how many pages there are in your book. And yes, of course, you can buy templates for that as well. Some are better than others. I suggest looking for a template if you're buying one that converts your book into both paperback version and an ebook version. If this all sounds like a lot, it doesn't need to be a lot. You can actually work with a publishing services company that has all of these different services in one package. You just want to choose carefully and I'll go over more about how to choose carefully in just a second. (laughs) So designers are available though at different price points. So if you don't want to budget for a full publishing services package, you can find freelancers who might fit your budget better. And again, you can find them on sites like Upwork and Fiverr. So then you would upload whatever files they give you, which would be your cover files and your interior files to a book publisher. So these are book publishing companies that are print on demand companies. Typically, Um, they may work with distributors to get your book placed in different places. But most importantly, for this part of the process, they can create a proof copy of your book. So you would go to a site like uh, kdp.amazon.com. That's Amazon's print on demand service and upload your book files and fill in all the information they want from you and then order a proof copy of your book. You would then receive the proof copy in the mail. It looks like a regular book except it's stamped proof copy. And so then you want to check out everything about that book and make sure it's right before you start selling it. So you just inspect the copy on the back cover, you inspect the cover design, you make sure nothing's shifted in the printing process. And then you go line by line, or you pay someone to do this as well, proofreader, to go line by line through your book and make sure everything is as it should be. Now, you can work with people if you're not an Amazon fan, there are other print on demand companies out there. But of course, most people today, when they hear about a book, they go directly to Amazon to buy it. So I do recommend that most people get their book up on Amazon. If you have a special kind of book you're creating, such as a cookbook or something with a lot of images, you might want to work with a different kind of publishing service so that you can drive down that price when you want to order bulk orders of your book. But Amazon is sort of the starting place for most of the books that people want to sell these days. So you have written your book you've had it edited, you've registered the copyright and gotten your ISBN numbers and that barcode that goes on the back so that you can sell your book. You've done your cover design and your interior design, and you've gotten your proof copy back and made sure everything was great in that. And if it's not, you you have requested the necessary changes. That's it. You're done. You can upload your final copies of your files to places like Amazon's KDP service or another service my clients frequently use if they want to order bulk copies of their books as lightning source. I have some clients who have used overseas printers because they have books with lots of colors or colored pages or pictures in them, and it gets too expensive to print them with most American companies. And so they may order books from China or India. But in in any case, you're done with the publishing process. That's it. That's all it takes. You order your copies or you upload to the different places like Barnes and Noble has a place, has a division that allows you to upload your books to sell there on their websites. Now, in terms of the publishing services companies that offer packages that can do these services for you, you do have to be careful. In my opinion, there are many companies out there whose practices are either unethical, 
unprofessional, or even fraudulent. Self-publishing is a hot market right now, and a lot of people have gotten into that industry to make a quick buck. They could not care less about the quality of your book. So you really have to do your due diligence. I always make referrals for my clients because I want them to work with someone that I trust. I always recommend when you're choosing your publishing services providers, especially if you're working with a company that's dedicated to this, not just a a freelance designer, that you get recommendations from people whose books look really good, if at all possible. Someone whose book you have held in your hand, not just saw on the website and flipped through and they've told you about their experience working with this company. A lot of authors will also credit their designers in their books. So you might be able to look in some self-published books that you think look really great and see who the professionals were that the author worked with. So when you're shopping for a self-publishing services provider, this is not a publishing company in the traditional sense. This is someone you're going to pay to do the self-publishing work for your book. I recommend a few things. Number one, again, take a close look at the books that they've published. Make sure they look professional enough that they could stand next to any book in a bookstore and would not look out of place. Number two, make sure you're able to publish under your own company name, not as a part of the publishing services imprint. If they're saying your book will be a part of their imprint, but they're not marketing your book. They're not getting your book into bookstores. They're not pushing sales of your book. I highly recommend you decline that offer. (laughs) Number three, make sure you own your book. If the publishing services company holds on to your files, the files for your cover design and the interior layout of your book, then you don't own your book. You need to have those files so you can upload them to any seller or printer that you decide to use. You should be publishing your book on your own, under your own accounts with sites like Amazon or Barnes and Noble or any printing company. And you can't do that if you don't have the files. You should be creating your own bookseller accounts so you can always access those accounts. You should be able to log into Amazon at any time and see how many copies of your book or ebook have sold. And the payments should go directly to your account. They should not have to go through your publishing services company. And lastly, avoid paying royalties to any publishing services company. If you are paying them, the average cost is usually about $1,200 for a full service package. And if you are paying them $1,200 upfront to do your cover design and your layout and give you your files and get them all uploaded, once you've paid that fee, the publishing services company should not be making any more money from you unless you buy more things from them. They should not be making money every time you sell a book. Now, traditional publishers, the old school way of publishing, they made money whenever you sold a book because you didn't have to pay anything for cover design or editing or layout design. They paid for all of that. But if you're self-publishing and you're paying your publishing services company upfront for those services, that's it. They don't get to make more money on the back end. The self-publishing process does have a lot of moving parts. There can be a lot of back and forth between you and your editor, between you and your designers. It can take some time because you definitely want to get it right, but it's not hard and you can absolutely do it on a budget. I hope you found this episode helpful. If so, I'd really appreciate a great review from you on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Reviews are really helpful and more people find me the podcast, which helps me keep making it. Thanks for listening to Nothing But The Words. I'm your author coach, Candace L. Davis, and I'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.